Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Download the Caffeine TV app for free to watch the world-famous Savannah Bananas perform the greatest show in sports. The Banana Ball World Tour is live on Thursday, June 29th and Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. (laughs) What's up, what's up, what's up, family? This is Speak Welcome, and we appreciate y'all tuning in. You could be watching any show. You're watching us. We don't take it for granted. Let's get to it. It's going to be your favorite sports show on the far end. Slick, Rick the Buker. How are you, my friend? I'm good, but I feel like waiting for that other shoe to... Drop. Other shoe to drop? What's the other shoe? Dang. Ah. No, 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 no. I wish I did. <laughs> like I need a, to know. Shoe, like, a, like an album? Like we have. <laughs> we got the brilliant Joy Taylor and the Eagles' all-time wrestling leader, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Well, speaking of the other shoe to drop, Slick was alluding to it. Dame Lillard. The huge news we are awaiting. What is going to happen to one of the greatest players of the generation and his team, the Portland Trailblazers? Dame and his agent met with the front office yesterday to discuss the direction of the team. The general manager doubled down on the team's commitment to Lillard, releasing a statement to NBA insider Chris Haynes saying, quote, We had a great dialogue. We remain, here's the operative word, committed to building a winner around Dame. They remain committed to building a winner around Dame. However committed they remain, they (laughs) haven't done a good job of doing it in the last couple of years. Shady, you're a huge Dame Lillard fan. Most of NBA sports world is. Most sports fans are huge Dame fans. But is it a mistake for Portland to keep holding on to Dame Lillard? Yes, yes it is. Joy, what's that, that song? Uh, some Anderson heard it all before, <laughs> baby. Like, what's that song called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you don't like, want to sing I, it. I keep hearing him say, "Yo, oh my God, you know, we're standing behind Dame. We're trying to build around him. We're gonna get that championship type of team." Where you, you have a chance in the draft to maybe trade the draft pick to get something else, or 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 draft something that uh, other skill set than a point guard? You draft another point guard. And Scoot is a point guard that's gonna be there for for quite some time. Yep. Scoot Henderson is gonna be a a top point guard in this league two, three years from now, right? So you have to develop him. How is this team going to help Dane get to a championship? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, better yet. How is this team going to help Dane get to the playoffs? I don't see them going to the playoffs. Mm. Next year, we're going to be the same thing. We're going to be talking up here. Should the Trailblazers let him go? What are they trying to do? Are they going to help him out? Should they let him go? Will Miami be great for him? What about the Bucks? What about the Sixers? No. Give Dane a favor, Trailblazers, and let him go. Let him be this great player for another team. He's gave you so many great years there, where most players would have left. True. So I think they're holding them back. Here's my only reason I don't think the Blazers should let go of Dame Joy. It's very simple. When you let go of generational talents, typically, if you are not in a destination city or a destination team, you end up in that sports purgatory for only God knows how long. I think about OKC. They mm-hmm. move on from KD. You move on from West Westbrook. Right. They have just kind of been an NBA purgatory. Why do you think that the likes of the Minnesota Timberwolves, after they moved on from Kevin Garnett, were just in the NBA's purgatory? 
purgatory for years. They stumbled into a Kevin Love and stumbled right on out of him. They just ended up in purgatory. I think of even the likes of LeBron James with Cleveland. When you find yourself with a talent, and Dame is clearly not LeBron James, but when you find yourself with a generational caliber of talent, a top 75, a top 100 player, and you're not in a destination city, you don't really have a choice. For me, one of the best comps is actually, and also, Paul George with the Pacers. The Pacers were relevant when PG was there. 2013 and 2017, 2012 to 2018, right around there. I forget the exact year he was drafted, but they were relevant when PG was there. They had players, though. They had some they players. Did. They had some players, they though. They did. Hubert, yeah, Hubert, they had uh, uh, Lance um, Stevenson. Uh, they had some players. They had some, some defense. But they ain't been talked about or relevant since. Mm-hmm. So you don't let go of top 75, top 100 players if you don't have to, Joy. That's where I'm at with it. I don't think it's a mistake. I'm kind of with you. They're not a superiorly run organization. They're not bad. I don't think of them as dysfunctional, mm. but I don't think of them as great. They're, they're not a destination. Like you said, they're not going to get free agents. And they're kind of tethered in a way to Dame. Like it's, I would love for them to do that, but Dame's talked about how he wants to be loyal to them. Can you imagine now if they came out and after all this loyalty talk and after all of him saying that he wants to be there for his entire, the entirety of his career, coming out and saying, hey, like, we want to move Dame? I mean, it would, it would be earth-shattering. Yeah. So I don't see them doing that for that purpose. Also, we have to keep in mind, it's not s- sexy to talk about, but it is a business. They do need to sell tickets. They do need to sell yeah. jerseys. They need to get people in the building. And if you are in sports purgatory, in a place where you're not going to get free agents, then you have to hope that all the young talent's going to develop into something new and exciting. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's a disaster. Now, you can talk about the organization being responsible for that, but I think that the, play- the Blazers are in a spot where now they have no choice but to continue saying we're going to build around Dame. But to Shady's point, when is that going to happen? Yep. Well, yeah, show me your actions. And then, yeah. like, and, and just real quick, so like, for you go, like, the, the t- we also want the ticket sales. Like, who's going to see the, 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 the Portland Trailblazers when they're, they're second to last in the West? Who, who's selling tickets? I catch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all being slick, like, come on. Yeah. Well, look, the other shoe uh, that I referenced is I need – to hear from Damien and his agent mm. that they're on with this. I, it makes perfect sense for me that the Blazers would say, no, we're going to continue to build around him. And I, and I would say until Damien says, I want out, that's what I would do because they, have, they, they did go to the playoffs eight straight times. They went to the playoffs eight out of the 11 years that he's been there. When you're Portland, it sounds good. For every team and every fan base to say, well, we want to win a championship. When are we going to win a championship? And the harsh reality, and this applies to the NFL as much as the, as, as, as the NBA and Major League Baseball, not every team is trying to win a championship. I hate to break Man. that to America, but your team is not necessarily trying to win a championship. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to put out an entertaining product that's going to make them profitable. That's their number one goal. The owner wants to put money in his pocket. And Damian Lillard, for a, for a market like Portland, when you fall into a guy that is the face of your franchise, the way Damian has been, and he gets you consistently to the playoffs, even though you can't get free agents there unless you overpay for them, you don't just let that go willingly. So, so what if- is Portland trying to do? Are they trying to win championships, or has that window of championship closed? Did it close right around 2020 when Nurk and Gary Trent Jr. Mm. and McCollum? Did it close in that window when that was that last best chance? 
What, what they're ultimately trying to do is they're trying to convince Damien that they are making progress towards giving him a shot at some point before he retires. That ultimately, based on them saying, we're going to continue to build around him, that's what they're trying to do. This is not selling it to anybody else but Damian Lillard. You got a hand raise. Question for you, right? <laughs> I know you're the basketball expert, mm. right? And sometimes I, I get in my own opinion, so I need to just ask some questions. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, like, okay, they had a meeting, and they're committed to him being loyal, and we're going to try to build a team around him yeah. to potentially get a chip, right? That's yeah. the, that, okay, that's what it, we're talking about? Yeah. So my thing is, like, the last five years, they've had one all-star, right? It's Dame. Yep. Oh, it's Dame. So h- how are we bringing players here? You see what I'm saying? To help me out. Because you go in third pick overall in the draft, you get a point guard. That's, that's what I play. Right. I'm Dame Lillard. I play point guard. You go get a point guard. How are you trying to build around me to get better? You get what I'm saying? So, like, where's – I don't see it happening. Where's it at? So, well – when you're picking there, you're picking the best available talent okay, to you. Okay. It's not necessarily like big picture, how do these pieces fit? Do I, get, I, do I pick for need or do I pick talent? Um, but you also have a brand new GM in that position who's trying to move these pieces around. And so uh, it, it, there are no easy solutions here. But until Damian Lillard says to me, I want to go someplace else. And keep in mind, he ain't gonna do it. The, the, the Blazers coming out and saying we're wed to this, I'm not even sure I, I buy that, that that's the absolute truth. Because didn't we get the same thing in Brooklyn when Joe Sy and Sean Marks and Kevin Durant, and they all got together and it was like, hey, we're, we've found a way. Mm-hmm. We're moving forward. Mm-hmm. We're going to get something done. It's like we just need to quell the waters right now. We, we just need to calm Here's what's things so down. fascinating, though, Joy. This is what I can't figure out, because, Shady, you just said he's not going to do it. I agree. The Trailblazers and Dame are kind of like that Spider-Man meme. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. They just sit there pointing at one another. And we've been in those situations before, and I'm sure you have the viewer. You might be in one right now. When you're in a relationship and you know it needs to end, but you don't want to be the one that breaks up. Oh, and they don't want to be the one that breaks up. Yeah. So y'all just stuck. Y'all just stuck looking at each other like, you going to do it? <laughs> you gonna do it? Like, because nobody wants to be the bad guy. The Blazers do not want to break up with Dame because as Slick and Joy have alluded to, like, they have been the team that's held Dame down. Dame surely does not want to break up with the Trailblazers because he don't want to ever be the villain. But like two people in that relationship, eventually, yeah. somebody got to do what the other doesn't and what they don't even want to do, yeah. and somebody has to say what needs to be said. It ain't going to work out. It's time for me to go. Well, I don't disagree, and from that perspective, it should be the Blazers. But like I said three minutes ago... How can the Blazers do that? They're the ones that Dame has been loyal to. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you do if you're the organization that the superstar who could leave anytime he wants to, could demand out like so many players have done, is saying year after year that he wants to be there and he wants yeah. to win a championship in here and he wants to bring a championship to Portland and then you let him go? Yeah, when you know what you would essentially be saying to him by doing that is we don't think we can win a championship with you. Which would be the biggest like diss the, to a guy twist, who has stayed there right. with you to try to make that happen. the twist that they would play is that we don't feel like we can give you an opportunity to win a championship. But that's yeah. not what it is. Yeah. But that, that's, that's the not- move right there. See, like, you talked about the relationship thing. It's like this. It's, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't bring you that. So but then how do you sell? <laughs> I hear you. But then how do you, as the Blazers, sell that to your fans? How do you sell, hey, we aren't capable of building a championship team around this superstar that we have, so we're going to let him go because he deserves better. Right. But please support us in our efforts yeah. to build a championship 
again, just now without our superstar yeah. that we have. But don't every team go through this? Seriously, though. So, okay, so you brought them up. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a good point. Now, I think it was different because they had a lot of stars there. They had, three, they had three MVPs there, yep. right? And they, and they slowly, each one left. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, okay, when, when Westbrook was the last, one, last piece to leave, right? Yeah. They built that team back up. And okay, see, the next two, three years is going to be a team to compete with in the West. But they've been slow rolling that. I mean, it's, if you look I, at their but, record but, over the last few years, it's I'm not like they're competed for a spot. But slick, it, it starts somewhere. The rebuilding stage starts somewhere. I'm, I mean, the, 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 the Sixers, I've been there. When I was, we wasn't good. Mm-hmm. They was giving tickets away for free. Shady, can you please come? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I ain't got nothing to do. But now, I mean, but, but, but just, now it's a place to be. They're just right. a, also a really, really young team. I mean, yeah. Nurkic is 28. Lillard is 32. Every other player is yeah. under 24 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a big gap. If you, if you have a balanced team, you have a good mix of veteran players that are experienced with, you know, some young players for their legs and athleticism. But they don't have that. They're already a very imbalanced roster. Yep. So they're, they're actually not building for winning right oh, now. And the only way that they could would be to move off of a big asset to bring – in players, but, but Shady, the asset that they have is yeah. Dame. And here's, though, why I don't think you can, Shady. As much as we want to laud, or, or you might even state about OKC, it's three straight years without making the playoffs. A 22-win season, I think a high 30-win season, and a 40-win season. Like, that's three years of real average to bad play. I just don't know if it's worth it. At least hold on to Dame, you got a star, and you lose it. At minimum, you have a star, and you're losing, but at least you got a star. I'll give you this real quick. Talk to me. So I look at now all these players are getting so many, like, they, when they get traded, they get so many draft picks. Mm-hmm. You look at the Timberwolves, right? You look at different teams like that. Like, he got all them draft picks for him. Yeah. You get a lot for Dame Lillard. I, I even take myself back to when I was with the, the, the Bills. I remember having a long conversation with Sean McDermott. I'm like, listen, we just got draft Josh Allen. Cool. But we just let Sammy Watkins go, and then we picked up Calvin Benjamin. Mm-hmm. I had a long talk with him in the gym, and they had the nerve to tell me that, well, we think that, you know, this was Sammy was healthy, he was looking good. Well, we think that him and Calvin was the same. I'm like, they're not the same. I said, listen, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm getting older, I'm still like that, you know what I'm saying? And I still want to make my money. So let me go, or if we're not rebuilding, which it looks like we're doing, because I'm not crazy, I got eyeballs, y'all got eyeballs. If we're not rebuilding, then bring some players in that I can really work with, bring some lineman, bring something here. And you know what happened? We couldn't get the money situation right. You know what I'm saying? I was supposed to make like, what, six, seven million dollars, and they, they want to give me a pay cut the next year. Mm-hmm. I say, this is what happens. You, you, have, you have me playing with these average players. My numbers look bad. I got the, the high cap hit. So now you want me to take my money now. When I told you it was going to happen before, give me some players, and I'm going to give you the Shady McCoy results. Mm. It didn't happen. I'll go, to get, go with the Chiefs, get a ring, and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. You see what I'm saying? Now you look at them. They got Stephon Diggs. They got Josh Allen, all these linemen. They got Von Miller. They got, they got Poirier, they got, you get what I'm saying? Don't drain this kid's career. Let Dame Lillard go out there and be a, a champion. He deserves it. The Shady McCoy results. I've been, I've been there. I've been there. I got to figure we're, out. We're going to talk about it later. It's lonely. Are. Enjoy. It's lonely when they lose it. Your boys is winning, you lose it. Uh, when we return, we have to discuss the wide open NFC North. This is the most intriguing division in all of football. It is open for the taking. A playoff spot up for grabs. We got to tell you who's coming out of the NFC North next on Speak. I shall flip a quarter. Like, what are we talking about? Flip a quarter. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. 
From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, well, let's head to the Packers because this is the most intriguing conversation of the day. Green Bay Packers, you know they lost their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, but they still have confidence in Jordan Love. The replacement center, Elton Jenkins, said, quote, we're the best team in our division, close quote. Now, remember, the Vikings return as division champs. The Lions are ascending, and the Bears have done quite literally everything possible you can do in one offseason to promote the growth of Justin Fields. This is the division that everyone should have eyes on. This is the most intriguing division in the National Football League because this is the one that's completely up for grabs. Mm. Last year, the Vikings won the division, but I believe there were 11 games that they won by one possession or less. Of their 13 wins, 11 by one possession or less. So while that was a very quality team, Joy, we don't know how good they are in totality. Who is the best of it team in your mind in the NFC North? I think it's the Lions. I have a bad pick. I think the Packers are going to be the worst team in the division. Ooh. I think mm. the Bears are going to improve. They could double their wins. <laughs> <laughs> which, which would mean they'd have six. But I do think that they will be – I think the Bears will be significantly better than they were last year. I think the Vikings are going to take a step back. Mm. I think that the Lions will end up edging the Vikings out at the end of the season. The Lions have been slowly, kind of quietly picking up a little better every single year. You know, they have They're some, they have some things about them that are a little questionable. They are still the Lions. There are little things that go on around there that I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's really going to end up working. But <clears> – <throat> Every year, they improve a little bit. Jared Goff isn't as bad as we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes, it takes a little time. They have a lot of talent on the team. True. And I have to pay attention to how they, they overcame adversity last year, starting as badly as they did, started 1-6, mm-hmm. turning around, finished second in the NFC North. I think they take a step up this year. That's fair. I'm going to stick with the Vikings, 2-5. I think Minnesota Vikings will be the best team in the division. I think Joy makes a fair point. I believe they will take a step back by record, but I do think they will be better as a football team. Last year, I think they had a winning record, but might have had a minus plus minus as it pertains to which team had more points in the games played. You have a winning record, but you have a negative plus minus. So as quality as the Vikings looked by their record, they were not that good of a team. Mm. I think this year they will be a significantly better team. Brian Flores is defensive coordinator. I've talked to some of the personnel for the Vikings defensively. They love him as that defensive mind. Then you add Jordan Addison to replace Adam Thielen because you have Justin Jefferson. Remember, Hell to pit. Jordan Addison at Pitt won the Belindikoff Award, best wide receiver in college football, before transferring to USC and getting busy with Caleb Williams. You acquired TJ Hawkinson last year in the middle of the season. Imagine what's that going to do when you have him for the entirety of an Mm offseason. And clearly they trust Madison at running back because they allowed Dalvin Cook to walk out the building. So while I don't think the Vikings will win 13 games, I don't think it will take 13 games. I think it will take 9 to 11. Kirk Cousins is always going to be good, and on occasion he will be very good. I don't think he'll ever 
ever be elite, and rarely is he ever great. But at worst, he's going to win seven, and at most, he's going to win 13. I will take that bet over Jordan Love, Justin Fields, and what Jared Goff might do. That, to me, is the safest bet, 2-5. Yeah. Real quick, you said that. Who's going to be the worst in the division? I think the Packers are going to be the worst. I like that take. <laughs> it just felt good to hear that, you know. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings also. I just look at the team. I mean, like, this division is, like, it's kind of, like, similar. Each team, I mean, like, the, the, if, if you think the Vikings are better, the Detroit Lions or the Detroit Lions are better, it's so close. Yep. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. the Green Bay Packers, they dropped us because of A-Rod's there and et cetera. And then the Bears. I don't know where the Bears will be at. I, I, you know, I hope, I, I think that they're making a lot of moves for their quarterback to see what he does. But with Fields, you never know. He likes to run the ball more than mm-hmm. throw the ball. So we'll see what happens. He has some weapons now. But this with the focus on the, the Vikings. Um, Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's top three, top one, depending on the, the, the opinions that, that you ask, the people you ask. I think that he's the number one wide receiver. It's hard to, to have a player like that that don't get so much attention. He helps out to all the other guys, right? I look at the quarterback. I mean, you have Dak Senior there, um, Kirk Cousins, right? He's going to play some Did games. Did you just call Kirk Cousins Dak Senior? Yeah, they're yeah. like the same quarterback, you know. Well, why would, who's Dak Junior? I mean, well. No. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. who's that? Like, it's big Dak. He's big Dak. He's older. You know like what I'm saying? That, like, Dak is junior. Yeah, got yeah. It. yeah. Got, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, so, so, you know, he's going to give them Dak results. Yep. Has some, probably less picks, but has some numbers, some good games, has some bad games. But I think overall, they can always run the ball well, yeah. right? For you to get rid of a guy like Cook. Yeah, I'm Cook, yeah. Right? That Cook, you get rid of him. You know you can run the ball. You, mm-hmm. you feel safe in that space because he's a hell of a player. So, I got to go with the Vikings. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it comes, all close, though. It's all close. Like, it comes down to Vikings Lions, though. I mean, is that fair to say? I don't. I don't think there's an argument to made for yeah. either the Packers or the Bears being the best in the division. Don't you think the Bears they're the dark horse? Yeah, like, I think the Bears have the highest ceiling. If if I were to tell you like one team came out of nowhere, it would be the Bears because kind of the Shady's point, Justin Fields is the most talented quarterback in that division. Talent. I'm not talking about best. I'm not talking about best. I'm exclusively so talking poten- about yes. Potential. potential. You say potential, yeah. But okay. potential means nothing. I hate, the, I hate the word. But I feel you. So I would say, like, the Bears could sneak in there. I'm not going to disrupt your take. Finish it. But the yeah. Bears could sneak in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to roll with the Lions. Um, just because of the way they finished last season. Yep. Obviously, Wrong. defensively. Both the Vikings. It's, it's interesting that the Lions and the Vikings, are. I think, have a lot of similarity. Right, right. Right? Um, both terrible defenses last year, <laughs> yeah. and yet still had winning records. Yeah. I like the moves that the Lions have made. The Lions have made a lot of free agent moves to shore up that defense. They've added a lot of pieces. And what it really comes down to, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Uh-oh. because I saw Jared Goff at Cal, right? I saw a lot of him in the Pac-12. Um, and I obviously saw him early on in Detroit and the Rams. with the Rams yeah. and – I trust Jared Goff more than I do Kirk Cousins in terms of a quarterback. I mean, you're not, you're not tripping. Man. Y'all been playing well, though. I, I know, but you, like, yeah. you, I, when you think great. about yeah, Jared yeah, yeah, yeah. Goff, I trust yeah, right. Jared Goff. Like, that sentence feels a little odd. But when I compare it to Cousins and everything I've, we've seen, and this is the part, and I, it's always hard to gauge how this factors into a team and its psyche, but I feel like the Vikings have found out who Cousins is, and he's not enough. And... And how your team buys into we can go someplace special mm-hmm. when you don't buy into your quarterback. He's a senior. He is the senior. It, 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 like, I think that that has an effect. And, and on the other hand, like, I feel like Goff rose, yeah. dipped, 
And now he's come back with the Lions and they've kind of put him in his sweet spot. Don't y'all think, though, we're being a little bit biased because we're looking at the Lions as like the little team, the little engine that oh, could. They're, oh, they're, not only that, but they're the, they're the new car smell. Because imagine if the Vikings won nine games last year, three games a year before, five games a year before. Like how it's hard for me to pick a team that won nine games and laud them to the same degree as I would pick the team that won 13, regardless of how that team won the 13. But we know that there's going to be teams that take step backs, steps back this year. And mm-hmm. on paper, there's a lot of teams that you can make a lot of arguments for, and you can argue for the season that they had last year and if they're bringing people back and all the things that you said that the Vikings added. But at the end of the day, we've seen them come up short before. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah, there yeah. are teams that are going to rise up, that are going to make runs at the end of the season, that are going to put things together. So why not lean towards a team that has been trending up and has been finding mm. ways to overcome and added pieces? For me, it's what's your why? When I think about the Vikings, I don't think the Vikings will take a legitimized step back. Like you said, their record won't look the same. But I think about who the Vikings lose, who the Vikings gain, I feel good with it. Like, you lose Adam Thielen, cool. You gain uh, uh, Jordan Addison, I feel great about it. You lost some pieces. I believe you lost Eric Kendricks, the linebacker. Brian Flores is now there. I know what a great defensive coordinator and a great defensive mind can do. When I think about the Bears, I don't love the Bears, but, Shady, we know everything they gained. Like, you know what they did with D.J. Moore from Carolina. You know what they did even through the draft, trying to shore up the running back position. You know what, what hopefully Claypool will now be able to do once again. So I'm really looking at the nuances of what you gain, what you lose. Here's my decision. So, and I hear that. So we still got to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But from watching the games, right, and us scouting and all that, and we analyzing every game and, and offense and defense possessions, it got to be – Either Detroit Lions, right? Because when we watch them play, they fight everybody. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they do. fight everybody, they right? I, I hate to say they, they fight everybody. And then they the do. Vikings, they win some games that we thought they should have lost. So it's hard. I mean, the, the, I don't want to put the Bears or the Packers in, the, in this even argument, right? Because we, I don't know what they're going to look like. Mm-hmm. They got pieces, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I was going with the guys that I did see. I think the Vikings played well last year, and the Detroit Lions, obviously, they played well. Well, we'll said. See. Well, somebody who did not play well last year, and all eyes will be on him more than any other star, you could argue, in any sport, Russell Wilson. Yeah, you could oh, argue man. the most pressure of any athlete in all of pro sports Ooh. is on Russell Wilson. What would success be like for him next year? Does his Hall of Fame status hang in the balance? That's not hang. You say, indeed, they give out jobs? Mm-hmm. Baseball is back, and so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to the Denver Broncos. They dealt with a lot of bull last year. That was Russell Wilson's performance. The highs were supposed to be incredibly high, but for several reasons, they weren't. Well, get this. New offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, he has now arrived. He helped develop Justin Herbert. He said the team is really happy with Wilson's progress as he attempts to bounce back from the worst season of his career. Just 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Family, this is a true story. Shady, myself, Joy Taylor, we were hanging out watching the Broncos Colts. I believe it was week four of the NFL season. We were having a grand old time. The drinks were being drunk. The food was being eaten. Everything was great except for the game on television. (laughs) Russell Wilson was atrocious. The Broncos were atrocious. It was one of the worst moments of my life watching that game regardless of the company it truly was that pitiful shady the lows were low for russ last year it was low what 
I mean, it was, that was a, it, it was a very conflicting experience. That it was. Because it was like fun hanging out, but it was so bad. It was I had, so I had, I had better bad. things to do. So you, you weren't, bad. You weren't really it was, it was, it was, it was week five, and the game was so bad that I've even forgotten to try to forget <laughs> the day. Shady, what would success? Because the Broncos desperately need success from Russell Wilson. This is the most. <laughs> this is my favorite topic of the day. What would success look like? Poor Russ. What's a successful just, season? Just be the old Russ that we remember. Just be that Russ. I mean, it's funny. When we had this, this conversation right today in a production meeting and a question came, I'm like, wow. Looking at all the numbers, like 16 touchdowns, 11 picks. Not good. Bad, <laughs> bad. So my thing that, that showed me some success this year would be, you got, first of all, you got Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in football. Mm-hmm. Be the old Russ. Out of 10 years with the, 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 the um, Seahawks, you know, you got to the playoffs eight times, right, and win games. I want to see that Russ. I want to see the efficient. Breaking tackles, hitting guys deep, having fun. What's the slogan? Letting Russ cook. We want to see that. We want to see cooking and we want to see some wins. Shady, what's more important, though? Is it more important for you to see the Denver Broncos win games because that's what Russell Wilson did? But Russell Wilson also balled for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, 30-plus touchdowns was a given for Russ. So when you say you want to see the old Russ, you want to see the winning Russ, most importantly, or the balling Russ? I I just think about, like, the old Russ. He was winning games and he was putting stats up. First was winning games, then he went to putting stats up. So my thing is we have a mixture of that. Now, long as they're winning games, they're in a tough division, first of all. They are playing in the same division with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that in mind. And, and I just think that if, if we can get Russ to go out there and win these games, they pay him a lot of money, not for stats. True. I show. True. They pay him to come in there. We want them same results, mm-hmm. some same wins. He's been in super, two Super Bowls with the Seattle and the 1-1. We want that. Denver was known for winning championships, at least going. So I got to see the old Russ, man. Great point. Joy, what do you need to see? What success for Russell Wilson? I think he has to make the playoffs. He's got to make the playoffs. I know that sounds a little extreme considering he went 4-11 and last year. But on average, there are six new playoff teams per year. So there's going to be some teams that we think are locks to make the playoffs, who've done a lot of really exciting moves, who are for whatever reason, maybe it's a big injury, the offensive line falls apart, you got some controversy, who knows? Something's going to happen. It happens every single year where somebody will not make the playoffs and someone else is going to go on a run and make the playoffs that we didn't necessarily expect. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't it be Denver? It kind of has to be Denver. Mm. You brought in Sean Payton. You have Russell Wilson. Keep in mind, outside of the money, what they gave up for him? Mm. (laughs) A lot. A lot. Mm. So the expectations are high and they should be high. And based off of how bad it was last year, you have to prove that you were the guy that they brought in here, that they gave all that up for, that you asked out of Seattle to be. So they've, they've done everything that they can to shore it up. The excuses are off the table now. Maybe there was, you know, some stuff that happened last year we didn't know about. Okay, all that's gone now. Sean Payton is there, and Sean, ba- Sean Payton is a made man. We know what he can do with any kind of quarterback yeah. talent. So I think they have to make the playoffs this year. It's funny, Slick, like – my bar for Russ might be the lowest at the desk. Success for me for Russell Wilson, I don't care if you make the playoffs. I don't care if you win a playoff game. Just have a winning record. Hmm. The reason it's that low, if you will, I always think shady about, hey, who else at the party? I always think about what company am I keeping? If anybody ever asked me to come on a show, asked me to speak at a conference, asked me to be on a podcast, first thing I do is look up who has spoke before. Because I want to know what's the company of the people I'm keeping. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. Somebody's not making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. 
It might be Rodgers, $50 million. It might be Lamar, most highest average annual value right now. It might be Deshaun, $230 million guaranteed. It might be Mahomes, $450 million contract. It might be Herbert's going to end up being a top three highest paid player. It might be Burrow going to end up being a top three highest paid player. It might be Josh Allen finished finals in the MVP voting two of the last three years. Somebody not making it. Yeah. So even if I'm Russ and I don't make it, I'm going to be there with Lamar Jackson. He ain't make it too. Josh ain't make it either. Oh, Joe, you ain't make it? Pat, what you doing here? So I'm okay if Russ doesn't make the playoffs deeming it successful if he has a winning record. Low bar, I know, yes. but it's about what company is he keeping for me. You might as well do the violet. Don't even come to the party. Just do the violet. <laughs> it's simple for me. At the postseason press conference, when Sean Payton goes up to the podium, he says, Russell Wilson is my quarterback. That is the bar. Because going into the season, what have we said? Like, Russell Wilson has to – new regime. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not all in on Russell Wilson. They, he needs to prove that he can be the Russell Wilson of Seattle. So whatever that is, whether it's a winning record, whether it's uh, making the playoffs, whether it's winning a playoff game, it really is what Sean Payton thinks this team is capable of with a capable quarterback and whether Russell Wilson fills that void. And if Sean Payton is all in on, on Russell Wilson and says, this is my guy going forward, then that's successful for Russell based on what he's facing going into this season. Because he has to prove, unlike when he first got the deal and got sent to Denver, he needs to prove that he is their quarterback of the future. So for me, that's what a successful season would be. Shady, what would that take? Because you know coaches are very finicky with who they love and who they hate. They hate you one day, they love you the next. You win a game for them, they love you. If you lose a game for them, they hate you. What would it take for Sean Payton to say that at the end of the season, Russ is my quarterback of the future? Well, first of all, I mean, they got some money tied up into them, right? It's not like a a regular position. You could just get rid of them. Um, But he has to play efficient. I think Sean Payne's one of them guys he's serious, right? I think he wants to win. He's a super competitor. I mean, you see him on the sideline, he's mic'd up. And if you know him personally, I mean, he's always fired up. He always wants to compete. Like, him going to that division, I knew he was a competitor just from knowing him, but he was more of a competitor going there. Mm. Andy Reid's there? Cool. I want to be there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. most coaches want to mm-hmm. do that, right? Because he has a resume to, to yep. you know, uh, sure. you know what I'm saying? So he yeah. had to protect. But the thing is that, that, that scares me with this question you just asked me is, like, if Russ doesn't play good and he plays close – not even the hype play, but close to last year, it's hard for me to see Rush remaining to be there, though. Right? Because mm-hmm. how can you be that bad? Twice. Right. And Sean Payton ain't going to win. trying to win games. We can't, if we can't win with your, your play, you won't be here. And I can see Sean Payton doing that. Now, they'll find a way with the contract. You, you know, they'll always find a way to, 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 to remove that type of deal. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see. Joy, do you see, is there a world where Russ is moved off of after this year? Of course. Of course. I mean, there's been contracts that people can't believe were even signed that were moved off of two yes. years later. True. Yes, that's true. Like, two years back-to-back of the play that we saw last year? I mean, why would you keep him? Honestly. Like, it's, it'd be irresponsible of you at that point. Because once one down season, okay. Like, maybe Nathaniel Hackett was mm-hmm. that bad. Maybe it was a bad environment. You weren't vibing. You need some sage. Whatever. But now you have a guy in Sean Payton that's proven, not just with Payton, quarterbacks, but capable of building a culture in a place where there is none. So Sean Payton isn't going to be the one that's questioned, nor should he be, because his resume is solid. Right. Russ's resume is like this right now. It was that bad, which is hard to do. 
he really showed something that was pretty remarkable. We were talking about them being in the Super Bowl, coming off of Brady going somewhere immediately winning a Super Bowl, Stafford going somewhere immediately winning a Super Bowl. We were talking about the Denver Broncos like we're talking about the Jets right now. Oh, they're just a quarterback away. They got all this talent. I was saying they're, they're a team that's right there. All they need is a quarterback. Give them Russ. Here comes Russ, and it's a disaster. So yeah. I, I don't – I actually disagree. I, I think that he has to make the playoffs because all those other guys – and you're right. Somebody, somebody ain't going. really, really good of them. Two of them is going. not going to the playoffs. But the difference is those really, really good players have consistently been in the playoffs. They are coming off almost all of them off of really good seasons. There's a reason why these guys have been paid. We thought Russ was – there was nothing that could happen to Russ's re- resume or reputation that could take him down. Oop. Those other guys are in a different position. If they don't make the playoffs, they're not going to play like Russ did to not make the playoffs. It'll be because it was the end of the season and he played in. Part, and, yeah. you know, it's not going to look like that. This is the line that, uh, that really speaks to me with uh, Broncos offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. He said, Wilson is used to doing things a certain way. And we're presenting a new way of doing things. I don't like that. Which says, like that. we got our plan. Mm-hmm. If Russell fits in to our plan... We're cool, but this ain't Russell world anymore. That's what it was last mm. year. So, again, that's why I put the bar at, is he meeting what Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi want from their quarterback? That's going to determine whether this is a, su- a successful season for Russell Wilson. I don't like that, though. Why? I mean, it's the, the teacher, old dog, new tricks. When Aaron Rodgers and, and LaFleur was going at it, he said, I can't turn off 14 years. I can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't turn that off. When you bring a guy like Russell Wilson there, you know what I we know who I am. You watch my tape, you my good and my bad, you know what it is. Mm. So to, to tell me we want to do something new, I don't mm. like that. I like more of let's gel it together. When I was with the Bucks, when we won the championship in 2020, well, 2020? Yep. <laughs> they were trying to make um Tom Brady fit into the Bruce Arian offense. Yeah. Now Tom is so good, okay, I can do this if you want it. But this is not who I really am. You want me to throw the ball 50 times a game? You want me to throw it 60 yards in the air? That's not who Tom Brady is, and he's vocal about that. But when we start really gelling and and winning games and getting to that playoffs and winning Super Bowl, it's because, okay, listen, I'm Tom Brady. Let's take some of this time. Let's take some of this Mm -hmm. Bruce Arian. There's nothing in here. You put it it together. You put it now, we're working together. Mm -hmm. So some of your new stuff, but some of my old stuff, we put together. And now that's what makes an efficient offense. I don't like hearing all look. I know what he was doing before, but this is what we're doing now. I don't like that. Here's what's hard for me, though, Joy, in, in thinking about these, the whole conversation. The most interesting thing for me is a good to really good team this year, maybe two of them, won't make the playoffs in the AFC. Okay. Like, a good to really good team won't make the playoffs. I can see a 10 or 11 win team not making the playoffs. We talk. And I don't know if I can condemn them for doing so. It was fascinating, Shady. We have the same experience. 2013, we went 10-6 and for the Eagles. We made the playoffs. 2014, we went 10-6, and same record, and we missed the playoffs. Mm. Nothing was different. Mm. 2013 went 10-6. Shady was a rushing leader, went to the playoffs. 2014 still had a really good offense. Shady was still top flight in rushing. We missed the third, playoffs. Third, third, third that year. Third. It was weird because I was like, at the end of the game, we were all like, all right, y'all, we'll see you next season. But I was like, but last year we had the same record. And we had a home playoff game, too. Home playoff yeah. game. Do you think that a 10-win team is going to miss the playoffs? Absolutely. Because there were two, two teams, teams right? in the playoffs with nine wins. Correct. 
and then a whole lot of eight and sevens and then a four and three win team in the AFC. Um, so here's why I think this year on the AFC side, I think the Steelers are going to be better. I think the Dolphins are going to be better. I think the Jets are going to be better by record. I don't know about by team. I think by record. I think Steelers two, ain't yeah. having a losing record. I think so. Right. I think Steelers don't have a losing sure. record. Yeah. No. So Steelers are going. I think are going to get to nine or ten. Okay. I think the Dolphins are going to stay I at think nine. Do- or 10. I think Dolphins. Will be, yeah. I think the Jets. Remember, they went into December with seven wins. I think yep. they're going to get themselves to ten. I think the Jags are going to get themselves to ten. I mean, who's taking all these losses? Somebody got to take the losses. They're going to cannibalize each other. The, <laughs> the NFC, for starters, but because remember, this year the NFC East has to fa- the NFC East has to face the AFC East. Yeah. Last year, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and all them. They I mean, faced it, the is, Texans it, is a ten-win season a really good season when you have seventeen games? I think if you're ten and like, seven, has that changed the conversation about having ten wins? I think you're good. I think eleven. But you're saying really good teams are not going to make the playoffs. I, th- I don't know if that's going to be the case. Meaning, I mean, here's what's fascinating: <laughs> the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, Bengals. and the, the Bengals. Bengals. Two of them teams probably not getting in. Which two? I would pick probably the Steelers. But the Steelers yeah. going to win. All, in my but there's mind. also when, when when you look at the course of a season, a, a lot can happen that you, we are not prepared for. Of like there, there's, we know else. there's going to be some major injury that's going to completely derail yeah. somebody that we thought had the potential to be really good. But like, would you be surprised if Jacksonville dropped off the map next year? No offense, Jacksonville. Uh, uh, in their division, uh, I would be a little surprised. Again, there are six. Division. There are that six division. on average mm. six new teams in the playoffs every single year. There's going to be some turnover of teams that we thought were really good and on paper right now are on a Super Bowl but, contending level. But, but, won't it, make, but here, make it, here's yeah. what's fascinating. Y'all tell me, and we're going to do this with the, y'all, the viewers. Which team isn't winning ten? Steelers. Question mark. They might. They might not. They might not. Ravens. They're going to win ten. Bengals. Ten. They should win ten. Chiefs. Ten. Come on. Twelve. Chargers. <laughs> Question mark. Come okay. on, keep it real. Keep it real. Bills. We got to say, we gotta say yeah. yes. Bills, yes, yes. Gotta Dolphins. Yes. Question mark. They, Question won, mark. they, won, nine, but, but they, they won nine games last year. And my tool was up and down with injuries. He was. And, yeah. But still. He might be. Hold up. But you know what? I want to say he's going to be better because he's going to be healthy. But I, we don't know that. Yep. Browns. No. Jets. Better. They better. Better, better is two more okay. wins, and that's, that, that's nine. But they, Broncos. They, they won seven last year. They won seven year. last year. Broncos. They won four games. <laughs> like, think about no, no, this. No, 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 no. But I, I, truly think that I, I don't see the Broncos. Just, and I love Sean, um, Sean, Sean Payton, Payton, but they're not going to turn it all the way around. And like I agree. I agree. Like, whoa. I agree. But here's what we just established collectively and with y'all at home. Four teams we just said for sure are going to win 10. We yeah. just said four will for sure win okay. 10. That means of the Broncos, of the Browns, yeah. of the Steelers, of the, Chi- of the Chargers, of the Jags. Jags. The, one of those teams, or the Dolphins, those were all our maybes. I think three other teams win 10. You feel me? Like, we just said four for mm-hmm. sure. I think three of those six mm-hmm. win in 10. But what do they look like at 10? So the question with Russ is, you're talking about winning or stats or what it convinces Sean Payton to keep him. If they're not, if they're winning because they're running the ball really well and they're in these low, sco- low scoring, uh, you know, defensive battles, a couple yeah, turnovers yeah, that like. save the game. Like, this is why we have to play the games. Yeah. Because on paper, it could look like it will be one way and then they play a completely different way. The Lions, we were just talking about them, are a great example of that. They shouldn't be in these games. But they play hard. You have mm-hmm. to beat the Lions. Yeah. And so that's why those games look the way that they do. How it actually looks and plays out is as important as the record when it comes to if Russell Wilson is going to end so up being the, full, there for the future. Full circle, then I think I'm leaning to Slick's point of I don't really know if it has to do with wins and losses. If Russ plays well, they're going to be good. 
You know what I mean? They'll be better. But I do think it comes down to Sean Payton at the end of the season being like, is he good enough to win with? And if he's good enough to win with... Then we can work on everything else. We can figure everything else out. Well, you know Lamar Jackson's good enough to win with, and it seems like his team is as well. One of the most interesting and historical stats you'll hear about the Baltimore Ravens roster when we return. This stat leads me to believe that Lamar is officially out of excuses. Mm. That's next on Speak. Welcome back, family. All eyes are on this player, Lamar Jackson, this upcoming season. We already know how good he is individually, a unanimous MVP. But now the talent around him is starting to be historically good, at least historically deep. We haven't seen a team with five first-round picks at wide receiver. At least all five of those first-round picks catch passes. We might see that for the first time in NFL history. Think about the talent, at least by draft position, Lamar Jackson has helping him out. Odell Beckham, y'all remember him, obviously. He needs no introduction. Nelson Aguilar helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl back in 2017. Laquan Treadwell, size, speed, all of it. Rashad Bateman, the Ravens just drafted him to replace Hollywood Brown a couple years back. And this year, number one first-round pick, Zay Flowers. Five first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, plus an all-pro tight end. A second-round pick at running back in J.K. Dobbins. Lamar's out of excuses. In my mind, he's gotten everything that he has wanted. New OC, you got it. Todd Munkin, help with wide receiver, you got it. Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers, tight end, all pro, quarterback's best friend, you got it. Mark Andrews, running game, that needs no questions. The Ravens have one of the best running games the last four years, five years since Lamar entered the league. What else could he need? What else could he want? No more excuses, not in my eyes at least. Two Five. You know these Ravens very well. You know Funny. Lamar Jackson. Y'all shared conversations before. J.K. Dobbins, you studied his tape as a running back. I think Lamar is out of excuses. You're smiling at me, which means you disagree. I disagree. I like how you set the whole thing. All the first rounders and all that. That don't matter. If you can ball or you can't. Mm. And one thing I want to say about the excuses, there's no excuse. He's in a new offense. I got a chance to meet the young uh, first rounder, Zay Flowers. Yep. And I'm asking about the offense, right? I'm asking about Lamar, et cetera. He was like, Lamar, he throws the ball better than what people thought or what people think. He said, when I was in college, I didn't know he could throw the ball so well. I'm like, yeah, when you get there, you get to learn everything out. But the thing is, it's, a, it's like a rookie all over again because not only for himself, but for all of them. They're all learning a new offense, a scheme. Seriously, that matters, though. If I play with an offense wrong for three or four years compared to if it's a new thing, of but course. They, right now they're still learning the offense. Compared to in the, in the offseason, when you've been with a coordinator, you're used to it. Okay, day one, he's going to start these plays. Okay, day two, you know what's coming. But now these guys are still learning. You talk about having the weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Some pretty good weapons. Odell Beckham's one for knee injury. Yep, he is. We don't know what to expect. Hopefully he, he balls out and may take him some more games to get comfortable. He said right now Odell is taking his time, you know, getting, going through the motions, getting the conflicts, et cetera, okay? You talk about Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. He was injured. Hurt. He's coming off injury. We got to see how he does. You talk about Zay Flowers. He's a rookie. And you know how it is playing as a Come rookie. On, I'm, am I lying? Tell You're me not lying. Okay, so You're not lying. Listen, I'm not trying to come at your point, but we got to be realistic. Like, for us to say, okay, the Ravens should win a championship right now, I, I don't think that's, that's, the, the, now, that's the main thing, but I don't know if that's, if that's realistic. I don't, it takes time. I'm not even saying they should win a championship. What I'm saying is you were drafted in the NFL much more than the NBA. You're drafted in the NFL in the first round because there's something freakazoid about you. 
whether it's a running back, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a receiver, whether it's an O-lineman, there's something freakazoid about you. Okay. Regular guys aren't drafted in the first round. You're ridiculously fast. Mm-hmm. You can jump ridiculously high. Look no further than Anthony Richardson, who the Colts drafted, I believe, at number four overall. He is not a first-round talent by his ability to just read defenses, execute the game plan, and throw the football in college. But he ran a 4-4. He jumped a 40-inch vertical. Mm-hmm. He was really big, really fast, really strong. First-round pick, top five overall pick. So when I look at all the talent that the Ravens have, I'm not saying that they're all dudes. Treadwell, come on now. I'm about to say, yeah, no, I'm about to say, Treadwell first round. Treadwell first rounder? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's they're all. Aguilar a first I'm not saying okay, they're all unified dudes. All what right. I'm saying, Joy, is Boys. clearly there's something special about Odell, about Nelly, about Bateman, about Zay. I can't speak to Treadwell because he has never really done anything great. But at least Aguilar's had, I think, 893 yards in a season. Oh. Clearly there's some talent out there. I think he's out of excuses. <laughs> don't, ask, don't ask the Eagles about Aguilar. Oof. I mean... He won the Super Bowl. You heard they said about him, though. Look, mm. I, I think that he's out of excuses in the postseason. Lamar has done everything that he needs to do to prove what he is as a, a regular season success. Great He's point. an MVP, puts up crazy numbers, wins a ridiculous amount of games, has the second best winning percentage behind only Patrick Mahomes, who yep. we all agree is the best quarterback in the league. So he's proven himself mm-hmm. completely during the regular season. The questions that we all have about Lamar Jackson, to me, remain in the postseason. Is he capable of taking a team on a run in the postseason? Can he, can he put together wins Can he be healthy and available in the postseason? That's the questions, and those are the the excuses that I think are off the table for Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. at this point. I don't know what they're going to do. I agree with Shady. Like, this is a a new system. System. It's going to take some time. Now, I think that they can put it together this year. I don't know if it has anything to do with the first round. I mean, you know, 2016, after, you know. I don't know about that. But they do have a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. They do have a lot of talent. Correct. He is talented. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. They changed the offensive coordinator. The excuses are coming off the table. Maybe there's no excuses anyway. He's a great. There's not mm-hmm. excuses for great. Even when things were, even when they weren't putting pieces around him, when we were like, who's he throwing to? People still held him to the standard of you're uh, an MVP and you're a super talented player. You're one of the top players in the league. You should be producing results. So there's no excuses for greats ever. But I do think this is a better situation than he's had for a while. It does sound funny. No, he's still got some excuses. Like, there's still some options for him to say. No, just the idea of saying that, uh, which, is, which is what I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> no, he's, he's still got some, we've still got some reasons to say that they haven't given Lamar Make them good, Slick. Make them everything. good, well, let's start, let's start with the reason that we're, we're talking about this, because it's, it's, it's a historical anomaly. Sure. The fact that they have all of these wide receivers that were first-round picks. Means something to me. Should we go back to the Detroit Lions, who were the last team to have this many first-round picks at wide receiver? 2005, I believe. Yes. Do you know what their record was? It was 5-11. and 11. Who's a quarterback? It was f- Jeff Garcia. Okay, so Jeff Garcia is not Lamar Jackson. Old Jeff Garcia. But to Shady's point, like, do I really know? Like, you said... There is is something special about each one of these wide Mm -hmm. receivers. And I would say there was something special about each one of these wide receivers at some point. I don't know what OBJ is bringing. Aguilar, we kind of know. Almost two years he hasn't played football. Yeah, 2019. I mean, he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2019. 
Aguilar got run out of Philly, as we know, because he couldn't hold on to the ball. His, a lot of plays. Yeah, right. His catch percentage right. is below, the career catch percentage is below 60%. Super Bowl with nearly 900 yards. The disrespect. When? Yeah. When are we talking about like this? Like we talking about 2016? I wasn't even living in LA when some of these guys were drafted. I think after you're in a league for a certain amount of time, where you were drafted no longer matters. Here's here's the only reason I disagree, and the only reason I disagree was because of a team favorite of the show. Who had the best defensive line in football last year? I'm saying Eagles. No doubt about it. Okay. We can talk about who they had it on, the, on, on their defensive line, and we can talk about when they were drafted, and we can talk about what they were coming off of. Brandon Graham had 10-plus. Remember, he was well, coming well, off an Achilles. Well, what they Brandon did, Graham well, what they did in, though. Brandon Graham was drafted in 2010. Oh. But, 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 but what they are doing year after year time after year. Time when time was time the last time, time these guys were playing at that level? Joe, I can't let him do that. What did I do? So you, got, you got Treadwell on there, right? Yeah. I mean, He's never done anything ever. excellent. I, I understand. Let's move it up. Speak close. to the other four. Aguilar. Aguilar's never done anything special? He had a 900-yard season even, nearly, bro. A 900-yard season. Bro, he's never even really started. Never was like a starter. He was a number three he as a, well. He never was a starter. And I can't we, we can't waste too much time talking of about him. Of course not. Okay. Who else y'all know? Odell. O- Odell Beckham is probably one of the best. Last time we saw him at the Super Bowl MVP. Only thing he's is, been it's, been, it's been two years, two years, almost That's two fair. years. That's fair. So my thing That's is, fair. if Odell comes back and he's healthy, Right, I'm, I'm all for it. I think he's a great player. But we watched out Deshaun Watson. He, took, he, he wasn't even injured. He just he was, wasn't playing for a while. Sure. And we gave him some grace some time. Okay, that wasn't him. Odell might come back. He might need some time. And then Bateman's come off an injury. You told my guys has been hurt or guys that never really played good in the league. Give my man, give my man Lamar some time. He, he, God he, dang. Like, here's my issue with this, though, Shady. Here's my man issue with Look at this. these dudes, man. How, how, what what else do you want out of life? Like, literally, what else do you want out of life? You want a new OC, you get a new OC. Ah, but I got a new OC, man. You know, it's going to take me some time to adjust. You want receiver help? We give you receiver help. We overpay Odell Beckham by 3x the market value. Ah, but Odell, he's still coming off an injury. You want a first-round pick wide receiver? We draft one. Yeah, but he got hurt. Okay, we'll draft another one. They They pay Lamar Jackson, right? Yes, sir. For just one year? I'm trying to figure this out. No, no. Okay, so you, when, you pay, when you pay contracts for a player, you hope that within that contract, that length, we should get some success and some Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. So you're talking about this one year. I, I, if To me, it takes more than that. It takes more than that. Next year, I'm going to be like, hey, look, what's up, Lamar? You got some guy. You, you've been in this office for a year. You know the offense. Yes, sir. This young rookie that Zay Flowers, I think he's yeah. an excellent player. He's going to be in his second year. Guys are healthy. That, that, that to me, is, is a real argument. This- and then just putting this list. With Aguilar. I can't believe we talked about Aguilar. This hey, is what I don't. We couldn't wait to get rid of him in Philadelphia. Stop disrespecting they couldn't wait to get rid of him. Stop disrespecting Shady, I got a girlfriend. She was Miss America in 1974. She probably still looks great. She does. I, she, thank you. She does. She you does. Have, but do you have any new ones? I'm no shade to 1974. That's why I don't want to. I'm, I'm shading. I don't want nothing back. Got anything new? Anything new? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you you might have won, but but when? Like, this is, you were a first-round pick, and what have you done since then? And how Six long ago teams. were you a first-round pick? Like, Th- Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. He's the greatest player of all time. Yeah. After a certain amount of time in the league, you prove where you should have been drafted and, and what your draft position just, really meant. I agree. I just think, at least with first-round picks, there's always something special. Oh, that's fair. There's something special. There that's was, fair. though. But still, like, at, at a minimum. Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet right now. I can't, I can't do this. Can't me. I'm tired of you hearing talking about it. Trey Will's going to be on the practice squad. Bet right now. Give me another. Are you, are you Give me Nelly. No. Use Nelly. Use no. Nelly. No. Use Nelly. <laughs> Nelly could be 500 yards, 400 yards receiving. He might not make the team. 450. 450 yards receiving. <laughs> if he makes so if He will make the team, okay. and he will give you 450 yards receiving. 500 yards. 500 yards. 500 yards. Deal. 1,000? 1,000. Okay. Here, but here's the problem. Here's the, this is what I don't like about this. <laughs> is we're putting the bar at, okay, this is it. 
Lamar has everything he needs. We don't know that. We don't know that about these wide receivers. We don't know that about Todd Munkin's offense. Like, there's still discovery here. So I don't mind putting, on pressure, putting the pressure on Lamar now that he's been paid and now that they've made moves. But to put it all on Lamar, the, the, the framing of this is they have everything they need to play for a Super Bowl, and Lamar is the only question mark. And to me, he's not the only question thank mark you. when no, it comes I, I, to thank this you, Slick. I agree with that. I don't think Lamar's the only question mark. If I'm being honest, I think he got question marks at receiver. I think he got questions at the OC. I think he got question marks at the running game. I'm saying out of excuses because what have the excuses been? The excuses have been Greg Roman, the OC's holding him back. Okay, we fixed that. That's not an excuse anymore. What have the excuses been? Ah, he has no wide receiver help. Okay, we're going to overpay Odell. We're mm-hmm. going to draft Zay Flowers. And we're going to sign Nelly to be our third or really fourth wide receiving option because Mark Andrews is there. That excuse is gone. What are the other excuses? Well, defense, ah, what's up with it? Defense was second overall after Roquan Smith showed up. So, oh, what were the other excuses? Hey, he's not paid yet. He's paid. So, I agree. Question marks, boom. You're right. You're right. You're ever, you got question marks. Excuses is where I'm saying he's out of excuses. Anything Lamar had an issue with last year, the Ravens atoned for. What you looking at, Tupac? My foundation, they, they text me. They're watching the show. They said, tell Acho, thank you so much for the donation for a foundation. When we return, we got to talk about the Buffalo Bills because they have Super Bowl aspirations every single season. But have they already failed? Josh Allen. That's what some people are saying. That's next on Speak. I will be making my donation. I, I, think, I think they have we got your arm on them. We got you too. Uh... Bills entering a Super Bowl or bust season. All eyes are on them once again because of that man on your screen, Josh Allen, an absolute beast. Well, their seasons have been a little lackluster because they haven't made it to a Super Bowl yet. Now, the Bills failed to upgrade their offensive line, and there was a speculation of a rocky relationship between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs after the star wide receiver's absence from day one of mandatory mini camps. Slick, I read something very, very interesting recently. It, it, it really was flabbergasting to me, but it said that the Bills had let Josh Allen down. Mm. Do you agree with that? No, I no, I don't. And I'm, I'm actually puzzled by it. If we just go back to what the Stefan Diggs thing was about, which was he didn't get the ball in a game that they lost to the Bengals at home. And Josh Allen was the one who wasn't able to get it to you, get it to him. Josh Allen was the one who was outplayed by the opposing quarterback. This is true. Zero TD passes, one interception, I think 267 some yards. It was not a good performance for jo- from Josh no. Allen. And meanwhile, I look at what everything that the Buffalo Bills have done during the course of his time there, right? They've built that defense. The offense has improved. Like they, they've, they have been so good in every facet of the game. And if I look at one consistent thing in their losses in the playoffs... It has been that Josh Allen has been beaten by the other quarterback. Mm. He has been outperformed by the other quarterback. So until I see Josh Allen be the better quarterback and lose, it's really hard for me to look at the rest of the Buffalo Bills and say, you know what, Josh Allen is doing what he needs to do, and the rest of you are not. So that's where I, I hear the offensive line issue. I saw, I saw Joe Burrow overcome a bad offensive line and still get his team to the Super Bowl, right? So I'm sorry. If I'm going to put Josh Allen in that conversation, I'm not making excuses for him based on how well this Buffalo Bills team has played around. That's not my teammate. That's your teammate. That's your teammate he was talking about like that. You know, people always say, Shady, you're so biased. But I never heard about Slick. Hmm. 
Yeah, because I'm not. Where you from? <laughs> what? Where you from? Uh, Half Moon Bay, California. Yeah, okay. That's where I live. <laughs> anyway. Cincinnati um, originally, the natty. Why is it, why, exactly. Why is it not that the Bills and, and Josh... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The natty don't even sound intimidating. Like, you got to say, you got to make that sound a little more intimidating. So, like, the natty, I, I, there was no fear when you said, he said what you rep, and you said the natty. Like, I'm not afraid. Look, I'm working with, there's only so much I can work with. I got Cincinnati. They That's call it, they sound call it the natty. They call it the natty, though. I know yeah, they though. call it the natty. Yeah. Who day? Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, you being biased. Like, why, why you bring up Joe Barrow and them dudes? What, what? You don't think that that's a fair reference? Moving right along. <clears throat> Who knocked him out? I'm going to say this. Why is it the, 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 the real question about the, the Bills and Josh Allen? Collectively, I think they, they both have let each other down. Right? I mean, Good take. No, seriously, though, because you talk about, okay, the Bills, how each year we talk about they need a running game. They haven't done anything to do that or, or get a running game established. Every time I keep seeing Josh Allen... Him running the ball. They were talking about, oh, well, he needs to learn how to slide or, or play safe. How? When you have him doing quarterback-driven runs. Mm -hmm. Think about that, though. So for us to be successful, I got I to gotta throw the ball efficiently, and I got to run the ball efficiently. Mm. I'm just saying, I mean, and, and you want him to be safe. doesn't make sense. I think with the whole thing with, with, with Josh Allen, the whole thing with Stephon Diggs, it's bigger than that. Each year they get close and close, and they don't get it done. Gabe Davis, I think he's a solid player. Why haven't the Bills got Josh Allen another superstar wide receiver? Another one? I mean, he got one. He got one. A lot of teams got more than one. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's me or other. But a lot of teams got more than one, right? Unless you Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And I don't see a lot of Andy Reid's out there. I don't see a lot of Patrick Mahomes. Most teams have more than one. Or am I tripping? Or am I tripping, Jordan Taylor? I think tripping in the sense that they have more, they have receiving threats. Dawson Knox receiving cool. threat. Like Kincaid, first-round pick out of Utah. He drafted him in the first round of tight end. He's supposed to be a wide receiver. He's supposed threat. to be. First we got to see it. That's fair. We got to see it. That's all I'm saying. So I think that Josh can be better. There's some games that Josh loses for the Bills. Those couple picks, you know, losing games. Yeah, mm -hmm. Josh, that's on Josh. But there's sometimes with the Bills, I feel like they should, they should do better by getting some other players around them. I truly believe that. Everyone's just being a little dramatic about the bills it feels like i feel like we all just need to just like take a beat you know like enjoy the summer and revisit the bills after training camp like around i don't know the end of august everyone's just very like tight about the bills we the bills have won the division three straight years mm -hmm. they've had the oh, top two ranked scoring defense three of the last four seasons the number one ranked scoring defense in the josh allen era they're a great team they got a great coach a great organization, a great fan base, like all these things, good, 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 great, 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 great. Run game, certainly you could poke holes in that. If you wait for the perfect man, you'll die alone. There's mm. no such thing as a perfect team. There's going to be holes. There's going to be... Here. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, there's only one of you to go around, Emmanuel. So, so the, so, How did we all know exactly what Emmy was thinking exactly. when you said that? They've been a little disappointing, wow. right? We've been a little disappointed. We want to see more. Josh Allen is extremely talented. Sean McDermott's a good coach. The Bills are a great organization. They've won the division. So it's been a little disappointing. Yep. Just take a, take a deep breath. All right, let's see what they do this year. I don't think that the Bills have been perfect. There's things that they could have, they could get. I agree with you about the wide receivers. I agree with you about the run game. They've had an excellent defense. This is, this is overall a good situation. And I think people are just being a little extra because we want to see more from Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been wildly inconsistent in some big moments. Yeah. 
He can be really, really incredibly great, and he can be... Uh, well, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Does, he's, been, yeah. like, he's been switched out yeah. by a pod person. Yeah. So I think there's blame to go around, but overall I think everybody is just a little... Just, just, just relax a little bit. Incredibly well stated. Well, what nobody's relaxed about is what's going on in Portland. And one of the most intriguing and unsung storylines, Draymond Green potentially joining the Trail Blazers. Does it make sense for Draymond Green to team up with Dane Great in day. Portland? That's next on Speed. So you're going like, to teach a class or something? I'll try, you know. Hi, Dane Lillard. He might be staying in Portland. The Blazers GM released a statement to insider Chris Haynes saying... We remain committed to building a winner around Dame. Now, an insider also said a dream scenario would be Portland signing four-time NBA champ Draymond Green, who is a free agent after declining a player option from the Warriors. Shady vibe into the beats of speak, I feel it. <laughs> um, now, Shady, you know it's like the same music. I don't know. That's not it, true. Did it just hit you? This it's not true. When we come on the show, it's a different beat than it that is. We went about three to four tracks. But that right there was a different beat. Yeah, that, sure. But I've never heard that beat before. Heard it today, though. Hey, hey, two times, <laughs> uh, hey, we on speed, uh, watch your feet. That was so hey, well done. Hey, I don't know hey, if that was hey, you, Colvin, hey, you, hey, Heller, hey, you, Red, uh, whoever did uh, that. Uh, Paul and Audio, uh, phenomenal. Okay, let's get back on track. Uh, Slick, would yeah. it make sense for Draymond Green to join the Trailblazers? Because I do believe there's a lot of logic there. Is there any in your mind? Oh, there's only one piece of logic that where I would say yes. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to paint all the reasons why it would not make sense. Um, one, because of where he is in his career and because he would have to be learning a whole new crew of, of people. Uh, in what order funny, to, Slick? What, Shady just... <laughs> Shady, what are you doing? This chair is killing me. <laughs> I thought you looked low. This I was chair, looking at yo. the shot. Like, why is yo, it so low all of a sudden? I thought you were going to start... Bumping it. I, I wasn't sure what was going on. Who's doing this, though? All right, cut the show. Who's doing this? <laughs> Who keeps doing this in my chair? Y'all doing this every, every, it's the second day in a row. Okay, America, here's the inside joke. Shady has not yet figured out how to hurt, work a one-handle chair. No, nah, these so, chairs don't, they don't so work a, like there's that. There's a lever there's on like the side thing. that lowers it to it. go down, and you raise it to come up. No. Shady no, has not yet figured it. out. You can't be on lower. it. You can't be on lower. it. I literally. Lower. But now, now raise it up. No, no, no. Don't sit. I'm you got the only functioning chair. That's why. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go to the question. I'm sorry. All right. Let, let, let me Shame to the Blazers. Let me tell you why it's going to make sense. You tell me why I'm wrong. Let's do it like that. Let's do it like the that. The reason it's going to make sense is very simple. Everybody has always said that Dame is the third best player on his team. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame being the third most important player on his team. Draymond. Dr uh, Draymond Green is the third most important player on this team. He will go into the Hall of Fame, Draymond Green, being the third most important player yes. on that Warriors dynasty. Yes. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Draymond cannot do anything to increase nor diminish his legacy in Golden State. He punched a guy, ran him off, ain't nobody tripping. He ran KD off after running KD in, ain't nobody tripping. So regardless of what Draymond does in Golden State, he will always and forever be the third most important warrior, and maybe fourth if you count Steve Kerr as a warrior in totality. But if he goes to Portland, mm -hmm. a team who couldn't get over the hump, mm -hmm. a team that literally lost to Golden State in the conference finals, I believe it was 2018, if he goes to Portland and somehow, 2019, and somehow gets them over the hump, Draymond Green, the history and the narrative of him will be completely shifted for the rest of time. That is why I think it makes sense for Draymond. And I love that you went there because that is the one exception that I have, is that if, if he wanted to prove that 
His success wasn't because of being paired with Clay and, and Steph, that he is, uh, deserves more credit for being a vital piece of building a championship team and winning championships than going to Portland and demonstrating that he can do the same thing with Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard and their crew would prove that. Mm -hmm. It would elevate his status. But one, is it worth that? Because is he going to win a ring if he goes to Portland? Or does he need to win a ring with that crew to be able to prove that? Like that, that bar and what he would have to accomplish there would be a little bit muddled in sure. terms of proving that he deserves as, all the accolades that he's received as a Golden State Warrior. The other part is that being realistic, I don't know that he can get there. Like, and that's not a detriment to him, but it's simply... Is Damian, Damian Lillard maybe the closest thing we've seen to Steph Curry? It doesn't mean that he is Steph Curry. Anthony Simons is a good, is he, is he vintage Clay Thompson? No. And then you have Chauncey Billups. Is Chauncey Billups Steve Kerr? Like there's, there's too many things working against him to believe that even if he wanted to prove that, that he would be able to. I just think his highest value is with the Warriors. Yeah. I think that the Blazers are, you know, trying something. They're saying nice things, and, and that's great. And it would obviously be incredible to play alongside Dame. And, and I hear you. Maybe it's bigger for the legacy. But, like, who cares at this point? He's a part of the current dynasty. Hmm. And no one would argue that he wasn't an essential part of their winning. So it, it, proving some, prove to who? Who's questioning Draymond? The only reason, Joy, I think people are and it matters, I remember Devontae Adams this year. I was surprised he actually said it publicly. But when he said it, I heard him loud and clear. He said, quote, there will never be that narrative again. I prove that I am me. A quarterback doesn't make me. I make me, and I can do it consistently at this level. Because everybody was like, Devontae's the best receiver in the league. Oh, but Aaron Rodgers. But when he balled with Derek Carr all pro with Derek Carr, I was surprised to say it because who's going to question Devontae? But he was aware of like, yo, I am me. And athletes do have that, that thought process of, coach, you ain't make me, I made me. Yeah, but it's, it's different. Like Draymond, he don't care about that. You, 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 I see Draymond Green. You think he's worried about the narrative of, of why he's a good player? He knows that, that that Warriors franchise, that Warriors dynasty that I call it, it won't be that without Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. When they lost to LeBron and they came from 3-1, and the big reason why they lost, everybody says, says what? Draymond got, Draymond got suspended. So yep. he knows his value. The way they know each other, though, with the passes, the, 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 uh, the, the screens, yep. the tap rebounds, they know each other, though. And they developed that over and, years. And, and, and Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and, and Klay Thompson, they built that thing together. So you can't break that up. No doubt about it. Well, when we return, we got to take a small break. But we'll finish this conversation when we get back. And hopefully by then I have taught Shady how to both lower and raise. You stand in a, you're not, your weight is not on the chair. When you're oh, that's what he's doing. You're not sitting on a chair.